Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com. Let's get to our guest now. Vicky Shi is Portfolio Manager of Asian Equities at Rebecca, joining us from Hong Kong. Before we get to your views on uh, broader Asia, I just wanted to get your macro viewpoint too, Vicky, because we have this weak US economic data that's pulled the dollar a little lower, bond buoys giving a bit of a reason to pause. But uh, we've still got the market very much pricing in higher long-term rates. How hawkish do you expect the Fed to be at Jackson Hole? Uh, good morning. Very glad to be here. I'm not um, an expert on the U.S. rates, but if I take a slightly longer term view, I actually do think that inflation uh, should not be overlooked, given the fact that wages are probably still going to grow. And given that we're in energy transition globally, I do believe that there's probably a longer term that we have to go in terms of where interest rates will be. And that would be very different compared to what we're used yeah, what we're used to over the past 10 years. So I, I do think that um, from a little bit longer term perspective, we should be um, preparing for maybe a longer term normalization of prices and interest rates. All right. But the movement in rates and in the dollar very much plays into what we see across Asia as well. If we see an extension of dollar strength in the weeks ahead, uh, what kind of outlook does that or how does that kind of change your outlook for Asian equities? Right. So in the past, obviously, there has been certain vulnerabilities within the Asian economies when it comes to dollar fluctuations. But if we look at right now, what's happening is actually that several markets in Asia is becoming structurally better positioned um, against developed economies, actually. So we're talking about, for example, Indonesia in Southeast Asia is um, now running a current account surplus. Very different picture compared to, let's say, around the GFC time or even the Asia financial crisis times. So I think some structural elements are really at play for several key Asian markets. And I think we should not lose sight of that um, uh, from even the short term dollar fluctuations. And what markets are you looking at as potentially being, I guess, isolated or buffered from a potential global recession? Uh, Asia definitely have several of those markets and India is a big one and the Philippines actually in a way is also largely isolated. So a lot of these countries actually, they have their very strong domestic story. They have um, their economies are less um, um, integrated into the global economy. So when there is a global recession, these markets very likely will do better. Uh, when we look at the, the reopening trade too, it's very interesting you say the likes of the Philippines is one that could be isolated from global recession. We've seen a massive pickup in Southeast Asia tourism as well, helping the likes of the bar, the Thai economy. Are these markets that you also see some optimism for? Um, on a relative basis, I prefer um, Indonesia and Philippines over India and Thailand. And that is largely um, due to fundamental reasons where I find my stock ideas, but also largely due to um, 
the valuation of different countries and stocks that are trading there. Uh, we spoke to one of your colleagues earlier in the week talking about uh, the LPR cuts, the MLF cuts, and how much further we can really see stimulation in the Chinese economy. If we are not kind of seeing this COVID zero policy completely being uh, wiped out and giving this chance for the economy to recover, how do you kind of view investing in Chinese equities when there's still so many headwinds? Right. The Chinese um, equity market has been extremely volatile and is very driven by uh, the policy change day to day. And I think it's really helpful to keep a slightly longer term view here where the policy is going. And I think we are unlikely to get one very clear signal from one day to another that we're exiting. I think it's more likely that it will go slowly and steadily out of this um, uh, zero COVID policy into a normalization. So from that perspective, I think people very focused, being very focused short term and not taking a long term picture means that people don't see we mm. still have one of the largest reopening stories coming up in Asia globally as well. So yeah. knowing what happened after reopening has happened globally, coming back to this market, I think that's the most exciting part of Chinese equities if you take, let's say, a one-year view. And and when do we see a bottoming of the property market? I mean, we saw earlier this week as well, China, as I mentioned, cutting those borrowing costs, but also planning these special developer loans worth as much as $29.3 billion. If you look at market action this week, it didn't really move the needle that much. But when do we see, I guess, an upturn coming through in this battered property market? Right. So I think when it comes to property policy, I think one thing is very clear is that the uh, the central government obviously takes the view uh, of where housing market should be within the whole economy. So from that perspective, I do not expect an outright uh, stimulus. But then I also do see that they expect um, uh, to support this market to prevent prices from keeps dropping. So from that perspective, I do believe that we will see an bottoming of the property market gradually. But having said that, I am still concerned about all this debt that's been linked to property developers that's, that's already um, out of operations. So a lot of these debt needs to, take, needs to take time to be digested by the market over time. But the survivors will actually probably face a much better future. Also, given where the share prices are, um, there mm. are very, very cheap stocks out there. So from that perspective, I think there is opportunity within this sector. And let's talk about Hong Kong. I mean, yesterday we had that report that quarantine could be eased for a business summer in November, didn't either move stocks either. And and one of our analysts put it that, you know, traders don't really want to buy into the reopening rally into Hong Kong until they're confident that quarantine is completely uh, going away. What's your view on, on investing in Hong Kong at the moment? Uh, I do think that it's very hard to say short term whether there is policy certainty in terms of opening up. But I think, again, the trend is very clear. So from that perspective for Hong Kong, it is also a matter of time before the society fully reopens. I guess it's hard to, uh, living here, it's hard to imagine that it happens immediately. But I think steadily and slowly it is coming out of this, um, of, of this, this, this situation and back to normalization. And Vicky, just a final quick question on sustainability. You're seeing this as an exciting long-term trend. Uh, absolutely. We are very excited about investing in sustainable uh, sustainability leaders and enablers in Asia. We believe that most of the global funds that are focused on sustainability actually overlook our region as a very important part 
of uh, sustainable development globally. So we mm. we look for companies that are benefiting from energy transition and lifestyle change in the region. And a lot of these stocks are, uh, like I mentioned, ignored by the market and are actually offering great long-term value for investors and alpha. All right. Vicky, thanks for coming on. Vicky Chi, Portfolio Manager of Asian Equities at Rebecco, joining us from Hong Kong here on Bloomberg Daybreak Asia. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com.